Hey everybody, my name is Natisha Samuel and the name of my blog is Singleness is Not a Curse. You can find me and the link to my blog on Facebook. Today, I had the honor of serving as a guest on Relationship Status Podcast with CL, Yusuf, and Neek. And we discussed love or survival, how to identify if you and your partner were raised on love or survival, what are the pros and cons, and how does it impact communication? Welcome back to Relationship Status. It's your girl, Neek Cruz. C.L. Butler. And your boy, Yusef in the building. And once again, you could catch us on RelationshipStatusPodcast.com and anywhere you catch your podcast for free 99. It is another week. School is over. Everything is behind us. Neek, how's the week? How was your week? Beautiful. Beautiful? Yes, Beautiful. School is over. Officially no over. No more stress. No okay. more stress in my life. Okay. Wow. What? <laughs> what, what inspired that? Like, School's over. <laughs> what song is that? Is I, just, no, that's something I just made up. Or oh, something you working on? Yeah, something I'm working okay, on. Okay. Right. Deep. Yes. <laughs> deep cut album. Yeah. That's the. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna release that. Inside. <laughs> Releasing that in 2024. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I mean, speaking of that, summer. what's up? Um. I think since I've been in this quarantine, mm-hmm. I'm going to release my mixtape. You're going to release your mixtape? Yeah, I got it. What's <laughs> got a mixtape out there? What's his name? What's the name of the mixtape? SOS. SOS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? It's an acronym? Yeah, I know it's an acronym, but what does it mean in your case? Shoot on sight. Shoot on sight. Yes. <laughs> this album, <laughs> this mixtape is full of all the things I don't do. And um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a little explicit. It's, just describes a day in the life of a teenager growing up in Murder Beach. In Murder Beach, yeah, Murder Beach. You know, Murder Beach. Yeah, Murder Beach. So you know, it's a it's a fable tale. You know, yeah. Aspiring youth raised in the nineties. So look for it soon. I might, you know, I'm shopping it right now. You shopping it around? Yeah, maybe June, late June. Late June, August, you know, <laughs> you might just put it out there this year. It's dropping this year. I'm, the streets need it. They telling me. They telling you. Is it talking to you? Well, my cousin is. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he be outside more than me, so I figure. I figure it'll work. Gonna get you a beehive. Oh, Not a beehive. Oh, oh no, man. But a sea hive, Neek. A seahive. Okay. Killer bees, not regular bees. Oh, the murder, murder hornets. The murder, the murder hornets. The murder, murder hornets. hornets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that's gonna be the name of your mixtape. Oh no 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 that that probably nah that ain't gonna be the name but that'll be a cut. I that, might I might release that for the yeah release that for the yeah something from the quarantine yeah for the quarantine yeah all right well we got a uh, we got a guest with us today mm-hmm. uh she is a blogger and her name is Tisha Samuel. Of singleness is not a curse. How you doing there? I'm doing good. How's everybody? Everybody's doing all right. We are doing excellent. We're Wonderful. good. We're good. Okay. Thank you all for having me. It's an uh, honor to be here. Uh, you're no, welcome. You uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, you've already said my name. It's mm-hmm. Natisha Samuel. But you know, people who like me mm-hmm. call me Tisha, and people that I like, I let them call me Tisha. Wow. But as you stated, <laughs> I'm a blogger. You know, mm-hmm. um, singleness is not a curse. Was birthed after my divorce, 
um, not immediately after my divorce, but some years after my divorce, after I realized that, you know, the world thinks that if you're single, then there's something wrong with you. So um, I was just kind of trying to write my own narrative about how you can live your best full life even though you're single. And I realized that there's a market for that because people were struggling with living their best life. So I'm just sharing my own story, dropping some gems based on my personal experiences, you Mm -hmm. know, being transparent about what it's like to be single. Okay. Okay. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. So, so single, singleness is not a curse. It's not a curse. It's not a disease that needs a cure. No, but what if you're single, but you're not alone? If you're single and you're not alone, not alone, that's just my line. I'm single and I ain't alone. Now. I mean, and, and that's good. That that's a good thing. That's here. healthy. Used to say that. Don't used say to say, used to don't say, don't say, that. say that. Don't say it anymore. No. <laughs> no. You're saying you don't say that anymore. I don't say it anymore. I'm not allowed to say that anymore. And I assume what? that's oh. because you're in an uh, established relationship, yes, right? Okay. Yes, yes. Well, very good. Yes. But for the people who aren't, mm-hmm. so that's really the target audience. The people who identify with being single, you're not in a committed relationship. You're not in a marriage. It's just you. It's just and you. you're not in a partnership. Okay. Okay. A mutual partnership. Mm-hmm. So, um, or situation or situation. Okay. Well, how okay. does, how does one prepare to be in a relationship? If, if you can answer that question for me. Um, personally, I think that, one way or the number one way to prepare is to work on self. Work on self. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because there are a lot of people under the impression because they've been single for mm-hmm. X amount of years mm-hmm. or time that they're ready to date. Right. And they did no work. Exactly. They've done no work. Exactly. Okay. okay. And I'm glad you use the word work because yes. it's, it's work. It's, it's work. It's, it's work. work. And so you have to work on you before you can bring something to somebody else. So before you can allow somebody to bring something in your space, you mm-hmm. know, you have to work on yeah. your issues and your problems and deal with you first. And like, if you don't like being with you, nobody else is going to like being with you. Mm-hmm. So how you work on that is you check yourself and you ask yourself, how ready am I? Would I date me? Okay. You know, okay. and there was a time when I wouldn't date me. Okay. I, I, had, yeah. to, I had to break up with a few women for that. For what? Oh, they like me. I don't even like me. What you talking That's about? That's real. Like, you are sick. You are a sick you person. You definitely have to learn how to enjoy your own company. Absolutely. Do you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my theory mm-hmm. is that because women rush in relationships. You shouldn't be re- rushing in all these relationships. I, I agree with women that. Do not. Well, I think that I don't think we all, we necessarily want to, but I think we've been conditioned from childhood. You absolutely have. You know, we you get be- doll babies. We start learning about being a mother. At one, you know, two, three, four. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Not boys. I agree. No. No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I agree. I always I always say that, that that women are raised to be somebody's wife. Yes. We're groomed to be somebody's wife. Whereas men are taught very early on to play the field. Don't jump into anything. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I so, agree. like, we're taught differently, and then we're combined, and then it's this toxic situation. Exactly. Well, it becomes toxic when I think very smart, attractive women take on poor characteristics from men and try to act like it's normal. That's part of it. That's a large part yeah, of it. it is. Like, That's part of it. You want to duplicate the worst part of men. Oh, I can sleep with who I want. No, you can't. 
Because I'm going to talk about you. Yeah. I'm going to talk about you. I do agree there. I do agree that a lot of time when women want to think like a man is never, I'm going to think like an intelligent man or a faithful man. It's always, I'm going to think like the, I'm going to think like future. The worst part of men. Okay, now. Oh. I mean, okay. <laughs> Taking shots at future. Future just caught a stray for oh, no reason. Yeah, real future, stray, but future okay. caught a stray for absolutely no reason. Okay. Well, I mean, it, uh, some some of us have uh, been raised off love, and some of us have been raised off survival, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. And but now, do you think that happens a lot with women? What being raised off? You think women are raised with more love? I don't know. I think um, I think it depends. It's hard for me to say that they're raised with more love because I've seen situations where mothers they spoil their sons. Oh, they do. They make spoil their sons rotten. Make exactly. Make them sorry. Right and so, the dickens. so they're no good for a woman. Not saying that that's their purpose for existing, but because they're being spoiled by their moms, you know, it makes it hard for them to be in healthy relationships. So I think people could argue that that's an example of men being raised by love. Mm-hmm. You know, the mom setting this standard or expectation that says that whatever you want, son, you can have. And then when they try to be in a relationship, it doesn't work that way. You're looking for your mom in a relationship. Oh, I ain't your mom. That happens. Okay, so so Neek, what exactly is being raised in survival then? Um, being raised in survival is basically, um, I'm trying to put it in the best way I can. Um, it's basically being raised to fend for yourself. It's not so much as in you're, someone's caring for you. Mm-hmm. It's you're learning how to numb stuff. Um, you're learning how to just get through life. Mm-hmm. How to just make things happen. Um, a lot of times people who are raised off of um, survival mm-hmm. don't have good communication skills. Because they're not they're not used to having to communicate their feelings or they're not used to communicating that something is wrong with them because they're taught to deal with it. Mm. This is life. This is life. Okay. So do you guys think that we see that more in situations where, I don't know, maybe the family doesn't have a lot of money. So they're being taught values that teach them how to survive in this world where, you know, if you don't have money, you're going to have to be creative and have other alternatives. Like, where do we see this concept of being raised off of survival? What does that look like? I think it's when one parent is missing. Because mm. I'm a firm believer. I've been raised in a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. I would like to think I have the best parents in the world. Okay. And maybe a little more Shout out to moms. your parents. Yes. Clifford Sr. and Dorothy. Um. I've said before, I've never heard my parents curse. Mm-hmm. I've never heard my parents argue. I've never heard them say anything disparaging about, my mom called my dad dumb sometimes. But other than that, <laughs> not. And and I think sometimes when you are missing one, mm-hmm. it hurts raising the child because you need both. You need both mm-hmm. the good and yeah. bad of both people. I agree. To raise a child. So when one's missing, you have to overcompensate somewhere. That's and sometimes if the father's missing and the mom's raising him, she gives him a false expectation of how <laughs> women are yeah. going to treat him the rest I of his life. I think you raise a good point. Yeah. I think you He's going to be sorry. Yeah. He could be sorry. Yeah. Not, you know, maybe he will get it together. And vice versa. Some daddies worship their daughters. Right. And they expect the man to take yeah. everything off of them. 
You raised a good point because my father wasn't in my life. My biological father wasn't in my life. I was raised by women. All and women? So, mm-hmm, okay. My grandmother, my mother, my aunts, you know, they raised me. Mm-hmm. And so it was common for me to hear, you know, dry those tears up, you know? Really? Yeah. Was that toxic? I don't think it was toxic. I think what it did, though, was it forced me. I didn't know this as a child, but I think mm-hmm. it forced me to kind of suppress like the natural emotional side of me. Mm-hmm. So it probably didn't get developed I don't know as the way that it have? might have gotten developed, yeah. you know, okay. if I had the balance of the discipline and there were times when maybe you do need to, to suck those tears up, mm-hmm. but also that balance of, you know, like I imagine that a little girl can go sit in, her, in dad's lap and, you know, Not that happens. yeah. And, and be daddy's little princess and get that, that love, that comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't experience that. Oh, wow. No. So you think that has had an effect on you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. So, so the first maybe a parent not being there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. For whatever reason, whether it's leaving, death, right? Just but do you, like is that the at the base of all of them though? Now, me personally, yeah. I believe like having birth both parents are perfect. Found even if they're bad parents, having both there, you mm-hmm. can get some good out of that. So even if it's co-parenting. This is a new term you all have well, come up with. And, you uh, all, it's, I'm it's not, on the internet. It's a thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, a thing, thing now. Thing. But our most co-parenting means we just didn't work out. I don't know if people really co-parent. So you feel like that structure needs to be both parents in the house. And even if one parent is bad or toxic, you think that that's the better situation? Oh, there's toxic on both sides. <laughs> there's toxic on both sides. To- toxicity is just a thing. It's good and bad. Okay. But you got to have something to offset it. But I believe that having both parents, they don't necessarily have to live together, but they have to be committed to what's best for the child and not what's best for me personally. Okay. So if they're willing to do that, which a lot of them say they are, the child could, you know, get some balance. I agree. Um, I just think people mishandle mishandle that because I don't think people truly know how to co-parent isn't co-parenting like five years old (laughs) like nobody knows what co-parenting is but no i mean because it's not even necessarily five years old you may have to co-parent with somebody with a newborn no no i mean Um, the the term is like five it's like it's fairly a new term i mean i don't know how old or young but it's it's a a new concept i don't think people truly know how to co-parent it's just either we're we're together or we're not together and it's no in between, in between. They don't really know how to co-parent. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, and you're right, it's, this term is not that old. So I think a lot of times we do get, especially women, we get stuck with our mothers. And we watch our, our mothers be single. And our mothers tell us, you know, oh, all men aren't this. Don't let a man do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they do? Yeah, you, know, you hear a lot sure, of things yeah, they to look make out us for. Overly independent, so we won't end up where they are. But then, isn't and that? I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish, and then I'll say. I say. But I think that's a part of being raised on survival. Okay. And that can, um, being overly independent can kind of uh, bring some type of toxic to the relationship. I think an overly dependent, uh, overly independent woman 
is mm-hmm. I think that is toxic. Like to to be too independent to the point where there is uh, almost a feel of there's no feeling to have a desire to have a man help or to be a man in the relationship um, because they got it. You know, I'm I'm I don't need you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that sometimes comes off to guys all the time. I think as a trait that somebody doesn't want to deal with. Well, uh, that's the overly independent woman. Like that's I, I don't think there's such thing as an overly independent woman. Oh, so what are they? They're pretending. Mm-hmm. They just had met the right man. Because you can. Okay. I mean, I've. You've broken, in, some, you've broken some overly independent Every one of them Did you break the buck? Every one of them <laughs> I said I miss when you were overly independent I miss that I, I just think you have to have First of all a standard And when you have that standard And they come into it mm. They can fight it all they want all that, and that's, I don't think anybody's meant to be independent I, Men I, or agree. Women. I yeah. agree I agree Yeah there are things I need from a woman That I don't even know I need Right Like you know what that was Okay you can't give it a credit. Might have something here. I try, yeah. oh, no, no, give no, him credit. Can't give him the credit. Can't give him the credit out, loud. Yeah. Yeah. Credit out <laughs> loud. But I'll tell you, like, hey, I might got something. I might got, yeah. <laughs> I might got you, one. You tell your boy. You tell <laughs> yeah, your boy. Yeah. Hey, man, look, yeah. she, yeah, yeah, she yeah. She, she, she doing stuff. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think yeah. like when a person meets the right person, you know, that can communicate to their needs, they can't break that. But, mm-hmm. but when it's happening, when you're being raised that that way, you don't know that you're being raised under a toxic philosophy. Yeah. You don't okay. know that, you know, yeah. you know. Um, you, your parents or your mom or your aunts who are teaching you these things. They really think that they are helping you when they tell you, don't do this. You need to be aware of this. Look out for this, because if you're not aware, this could happen to you. So they're in protection mode. But aren't they just repeating they're just repeating what was taught to them. Right. Mm-hmm. They just, or the cycle mm-hmm. just is. Or just what they experience. Or right. or through their experiences, they've been told, hey, this, that, you know, don't, you know, all men are dogs or right. whatever the, the yeah. stereotypes that, th- that come. I think they're trying to break the cycle, but they're just creating one. Because if, you know, my mom telling me to, you know, make sure I go to school, make sure I go and get a good job and make sure I don't have to depend on anyone, including her, um, and don't depend on no man. That wasn't her trying to, or any woman in my family, that wasn't them trying to, um, you know, tell me, oh, all men ain't worth a damn, but that was just them trying not to put me in their position. Like, look, I struggled I had to do this by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to put put yourself in that same predicament on leaning on someone and they leave you high and dry and you don't have anything yourself. Right. Like take care of yourself. So I don't think it, you know, I don't think they mean to be toxic, mm-hmm. but overall, <laughs> like they just create a cycle that goes on and on. And even I had to catch myself teaching my daughters that like, no, you don't have to. I think a little boy was giving my baby money. Every day, paying for her, um, not for her lunch, but for her little side treats they had. He would give her money every day to do that. And okay, I caught allowance. myself telling her. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Come through, king. Was, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was telling her, like, no, I'm your boyfriend. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was telling her, like, no, he don't have to do nothing. You know, I can give you money to do what you want. You get an allowance. You can do it yourself. But... Like I had to catch myself because I didn't want to teach her that you don't need no man. Right. You know, you don't need no little boy, but 
you know, I didn't, I didn't want that happening anyway. But um, I, I had to stop myself and have like step back and reevaluate how I was telling her this. And it's and, hard. It's hard because yeah. it it goes against what we feel naturally. So we're being taught this, but then when you start liking boys and you get in your little relationships, what you feel is different from what you've been taught. So now you you fight that, and then you have to relearn. You know that okay, it is okay for me to feel like you know, I need somebody that there's something wrong with that. So now I have to unlearn what I was taught, Mm -hmm. but then you have to hope that you're going to meet someone who's going to be patient with you as you unlearn that, because that's the thing you meet a man. And once they get that vibe, Mm -hmm. they're like, I don't have time for that. They Well, they have to. Okay. When you say a man don't have time for the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? What what exactly? What that means is um, some men. Okay. Let me, let me rephrase that. Some men, when they encounter a woman that they feel like sends a vibe that she's very independent, Right. Mm-hmm. They would rather not deal with that. They would rather probably talk to or date someone who doesn't have that wall up because that's what it is. When a woman is overly okay. independent, as you guys said, mm-hmm. there's a wall there. And it's just it's, it's not that it can't be broken down, but it's going to take time and patience and the right person. And he might not feel like putting in that work. OK, well, let me ask you a question now. Sure. <laughs> Let's say a man is willing to put in that work. OK. And he's in that trial period. OK. That 30, 60, 90 day period. Okay. And you happen to start having sex with him. Okay. Why is that man held under more obligation? Because you decide to present him with the gift of you and he enjoys the gift of you. Cause see, y'all confuse things with that. Well, I just think that I, I know it's a, a broad question, but I think that sex changes things. I mean, it, it oh, just, yeah, it, it just does, does naturally. It, so yeah, it changes some things. It, that's so that's the answer to that. Once, once you cross that line, but you didn't tell me that prior to. I'm like, we're kind of dumb. Uh, it's a, it's understood. No, it's not. No, it should be. By now, it should be. If you present me with a gift, I don't want... Okay. What's the gift? Sex? Sex is the gift? Sex is the gift. <laughs> okay. Sex is the gift. You okay. presented it with me, and I accepted it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Graciously. We can't okay. say the other term. <laughs> what other term? We, can't, we can't say Indian gift. What were we about to say? Because uh, that's... A re-nigger? No, that's words. No, <laughs> that we can't say totally words. words. That's words. We can't. We can't oh, even say God. Native you American gift. Er on it. Yeah. Wow. Hard er. What's wrong with you? I'm just saying. Okay. Is it yeah, to renege? Huh? Isn't it to renege? Yeah, but why you put the yeah. er? No, because they're saying what they are. No. Godly. <laughs> okay. Wow. Your friend. What? Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so wow. we can't say Indian give. We can't say renege. What can we say? Give her it. The give her and take her back. Her? I, I don't know, but whatever it is. Yeah, let's say that. I really <laughs> lost my point. <laughs> um, say you you've given it to him, and he's accepted it. Okay. But then now you present conditions mm-hmm. that I have to put up. But this side of you that I didn't really know existed, mm-hmm. nor do I like or enjoy. <laughs> I just think at this point in life. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like, okay, that. go ahead. I'm and then when you expect a man to be a certain age, mm-hmm. he's supposed to understand. We never understand. Well, see, y'all need to work on that. How? No, I'm kidding. It's, I'm kidding. it's so um, overwhelming. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I just think at this point, seriously, like mm-hmm. with us being adults, mm-hmm. there comes a time when you understand that. Once sex is involved, it changes things. It changes the dynamics of the relationship. It does, but you can't even say no gracefully. Then women become toxic. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what is... I just want to get to know you. I didn't come here for this. (laughs) So what you're really asking me is, 
what's what's the issue? Like, why can't y'all just let sex be, you know, just this gift that you give? Because mm-hmm. I'm giving you a that gift. I might give you a tie. I'm not trying to take it back. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, if I give you a tie on Tuesday, that was the gift for Tuesday. What does that gift have to do with the rest of the week? So mm-hmm. treat it like that. Treat sex like that. Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, okay. This is a setup question. Yeah, yeah, it's a setup. I don't know what setup, but it's a setup. No. <laughs> it was like this. You put the cheese right on the track. Yeah, yeah. And I knew. No. No. I can't agree with you. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. Okay, no. No. It doesn't work like that. Sex comes with unwritten conditions, whether you want them to or not. It's just the nature of sex. Either way. I mean, it's it's the nature of. It. I don't think it's about a personality. It's it's what happens. It's the chemistry that involves the science of of sex. Okay. You have two souls that combine. Wow. It's going to change some things. Period. Is it the emotional that causes? Well, what if you just came for the sex? Yeah, I didn't want the emotion. I didn't want to lock. And in. that's fine. It's the energy. It's the energy. That's what I'll say. It's, it's the, the energy. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes you'll have sex with someone just to have sex with them with no emotion. You don't see it going nowhere. Nick? You don't think it's going to go nowhere. And the next thing you know, like your energy co- combines and that's, you like that person. That's you what women do. Come together like Voltron. <laughs> I'm not talking Jesus. about just women. Men do that too. Right. Men do it too. No guys I know. Yep. None I know. You know how that. many men there are in the world? There are, but okay. I know a lot and they wouldn't do that. I mean, I think that we they don't know tell that you exactly. Oh, okay. I, exactly. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Now, it's not that women can't um, have sex and and come to the sex with like this is just physical. It's not oh, that women can't. Oh no, no, no! Don't do that to me either. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying yeah, it's yeah. not that women can't. <laughs> I ain't okay? no hope. It's not that. So we, <laughs> don't do me like that. <laughs> no, that's not. That was not an implication. Yeah, don't thing. do me like that. Like that no. wasn't. <laughs> okay, that wasn't. Just, but just using me for my body. Yeah, are you using me? Yeah, no. <laughs> Okay, but you're no, you're question. allowing her to use you. Yes, but I didn't know I was being, being used. used. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did not know that this is what I came for. Yeah, I didn't know that's all this was going to be. Well, assume I'm that sure it's a part you know of the, the signs. What are the signs? Hey, she probably wasn't answering your calls after a certain time. Probably wasn't texting back right, right after you text her. Like the signs are there. I thought she that was just being saying, coy. You know, I, yeah, oh, I thought that was just. I enjoy the... your friendship. A part of oh the no no we're not doing no f word yeah no we don't do f word <laughs> at all like, you say friendship I'm out immediately because I'm not your friend <laughs> and they randomly dropped the f word now. yeah yeah okay now we was on <laughs> so, something we, we were, did, yeah, we we were. Off on a tangent we, 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 we did completely we did. okay we were talking about survival versus love okay, so, yeah. so how do you so how do you identify okay whether a person has been raised by survival or by love. What are some indicators? No, I'm just I'm I'm asking the panel. What's the oh, indicator? Yeah, whether a person's been because um, well let's let's, okay. let's table that question and come back to it. Well, do you, what's the importance of figuring out whether a person's been raised by love or by survival? What do you think the importance of? Oh, so you have to know how to deal with them. Cause, yes, because um, I was raised in a very structured environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't negotiating with my parents. We go to church on Sunday. It ain't no. You better have something real, or if we say be home at eleven. It's not eleven fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's eleven. And if you quote unquote, because I didn't become punishment until I was way taller than my mother, and then she came up with punishment because <laughs> you were too tall for her. To yeah, fight. I was too tall. She was the shortest one in the house. It got weird. Um, and she thought she was gonna hurt me by hitting me with something. So if it was eleven eleven o'clock was the time, yeah. you came in eleven fifteen. 
if you wasn't going to drive a car for two weeks, you literally didn't drive a car for two weeks. There's mm-hmm. no early. It's no, your grandma got sick. You need to walk down there. It's no, so it was real just, I just had flat out rules. Okay. So it gave me, like, okay, if you do this, you get whatever you want. You do this, it's consequences. Be, it's a lot of consequences. So discipline was a major part of your experience growing up. And yeah, so you just do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So it's like, I, that's my approach to women. If mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do it, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to tell you, I'll take the trash out at 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Don't come to me at 1030. <laughs> come to me after 12. <laughs> and we'll be fine. Because I'm going to do it before then. Right, mm-hmm. right. So knowing how to deal with a person would be part of knowing how they were raised. Okay. Because some people don't believe in that. They believe, because I'm being emotional now, yeah. you have to do it. And I think, too, to add to that, I think recognizing that a person that was raised off of survival, it's still love. It is. It just looks differently from, I guess, the touchy-feely, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of the affection. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still love, because mm-hmm. I believe that that's why... You're being raised off survival. That's their way of saying, I love you so much that I don't want you to be hurt. I want to protect you from harm and danger. And so I'm going to feed you the tools that you need, you know, to be able to survive in the event that you're in danger. Okay. So it's still love. It just looks a little different. So that was more of my upbringing. Not a whole lot of the affection, but I knew they loved me. Right. Okay. So let's say I date someone and their family is all about real touchy feely. I love you. That might be a little bit uncomfortable for me. Was it? No, I'm just saying, like, oh, when we be. talk about the differences, right, mm-hmm. it might be a little bit uncomfortable for me, but I can grow to enjoy that. Vice versa, if that person dates me and, well, comes to my family's house and they're not seeing a whole lot of, like, you didn't tell your mom you love her. Y'all aren't hugging. Oh, That wow. might be weird to them. It would be. But if they're willing to still, you know, be a part of that, and that's the other thing, too. Like, once you realize that you've been raised differently, are you willing to still try to move together, move forward and be in a relationship. Yeah. And I think that's a big question too. Um Well, I mean, in my house, me growing up, mm-hmm. is uh my aunt was the aberration. She was? Yeah, my aunt is the only person in my family that says I love you. The only one. Only one. Nobody. My aunt is too. Nobody mm-hmm. else, nobody else remotely. Yep. I, mean, I never heard my grandma say it. I never heard my daddy say it. Never heard my mom say it. Me and my brother, we don't even 100 that's how we hang up the phone. <laughs> you know what? It's like, actually my mom says, um, she was like, I, I love you as my child, but it's just difficult to say mm-hmm. because you're a woman. Because you're a woman? No, I never heard it as yeah. a child or yeah. nothing. You didn't? She was like, it, it, it's difficult for her to say, like, wow. oh, I love you. But she was like, but you know I do. I rather, you know, she's yeah. like, I, I try to show it because mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say. In return, it is hard for me to say because my friends are like that. They're like, oh, okay, bye, love you. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, so, wow. like, I, I can understand that. So, that yeah. would be going to survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, it was straight survival. Straight survival. Straight, like, if I was to tell my dad I love him, he would probably look at me strange. And be like, what? if you don't get out of my face, yeah. <laughs> like, you just, you know, get the hell away from me. Like, I just, oh, wow. But like, you knew he, you know that your dad well, loves you, though, I, right? I think, yes. I know, I knew love in my family was showed by the fact that you had clothes. Survival. Like, yep. So, it was like, yeah, are you eating? Yes. Do yep. you have clothes? Yes. Well, then I love you. Shelter. So like, like shelter. Yes. Yeah. Do, uh, do you have a bed? Well, well that's why well, it's so important you. when you're raising kids to have both sides. Yeah. Because because my father, mm-hmm. he just thought you provided. Mm-hmm. If he provided, that means you listen to me. I was like, he was like, you couldn't survive when I, I wasn't born in. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've never not had a daddy. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
But you know what? One of the traits of growing up on survival mm-hmm. is bullying. Mm. And not necessarily bullying as in, oh, you don't have this, but bullying someone's feelings. So say, what, for instance, somebody is complaining. What you mean? Like, Wim- uh, like women do? Like, <laughs> yes, like <laughs> okay. women do. Okay. Um, but say you could just be complaining about something not going through the way you wanted it to go through. Uh-huh. Another individual can be like, oh, my God, I wish I had that. You should be thankful. Why are you complaining? That sound like just kind of projecting their anger out on you because they they can't relate to you complaining about something so small that they had to just deal with. Yeah, I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. You can't? I can't complain. Yep. Why? Do you think it's too good? Somebody had too uh, good? No, I just think that like it, it things could always be worse. And, and I think that it in the moment things could always be worse. So, and I kind of was raised like that. Mm-hmm. Like things could always be worse. Like you have both it's your legs. Like, you have both your arms. You have a brain. Yep. There's somebody out there who's missing a finger. You got all 10. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always, it could always be worse than the situation you're in. And I think that if you spend more time uh, trying to find solutions or whatever. And I think sometimes even I become a victim of maybe complaining a little bit too much. And then I get on myself. Like I got to kind of try to find a solution to issues rather than continuing to complain. Because um, I do complain a good bit. You do? Yeah, I do. About stuff, man. See, you you you've heard me complain. <laughs> like you've heard me complain. It was a rhetorical no. question. I'm asking. No, yeah, no. very rhetorical. No, no. See, has yeah. heard me complain. He says, "Well, what you gonna do about it?" Like yeah. that's pretty mm-hmm. much like, mm-hmm. well, you know what you need to do. Yeah, you just yeah. don't want to do it. Like he's told me that repeatedly. Yeah. Um. So, I I think people are just they can get into that rut where they complain about a situation. Um. But like, I just I just feel like. That's how I was raised. Like, don't complain about it. Find something, figure yeah. out something, or whatever. So I think that's a little bit of survival. It but, is. It I mean, is. it's just I just wasn't love, and I think to a certain degree that's why I go out of my way to tell my kids I love them. Right. Mm-hmm. You become a um. A, a, I just read about it. You become a pleaser. Like you, no. you make sure that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a pleaser. No. no. I mean, <laughs> okay. Not. But one of the things were that you become a pleaser, um, a, a, a people's pleaser because like you're raised on this survival mode and you want to be your best. Mm-hmm. And. I can I, I have to remember how I read it because I completely lost all of my thoughts. <laughs> no, but, but like I you, what you're saying. it I just says that you become a. I know, it just says that you become a people please a people pleaser because you're you're looking for that love that you and that attention that you didn't receive, mm-hmm. or you and you're trying to give that um, part that you didn't get too. No, I'm trying yeah. to give. All I want to do is give to. I think that. A little bit of me growing up suffered from uh, low self-esteem and parts because I didn't get that those words of affirmation from my parents mm-hmm. and from my grandmother and stuff. I mean, I knew it, but I think it's always something to hear. My aunt would always tell us, say it. <clears throat> and I used to look at her crazy every time she did. But I think that my kids, I do it with my kids so much so that because it's something that I didn't get. And not necessarily that I wanted to hear, but I working in education and stuff like that has given me a different kind of mindset where I feel like kids need to hear. Okay. I, I have not a overly done, but just, I, I have a question. And, and, and I think sometimes when you're raised on survival, you can overcompensate with your kids 
because you're looking at yourself through your kids mm-hmm. and you overcompensate because you didn't have. Mm-hmm. And that that might not be what your child your child needs to grow up. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I had a dad who was giving, but the way he gave to me and the way he gave to my little brother, completely different. It's mm-hmm. kind of ruined him. Like he'll still go try to get money. Like I had a, I had a literally had a job working with him at twelve, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't give me a ride to work. <laughs> had to ride a bike to work. Yeah. Like if it was raining, okay. Other than that, you need to be to work on time. And I was the first trial child, so, <laughs> so they Just trying to figure try it this out. Experiment. Yeah, see how but, this works out. But it was all based upon what he didn't have. Like he didn't grow up with his dad. Right. So it was like, I'm your daddy. Mm-hmm. Like every okay, my dad. I, I kind of know this, sir. <laughs> like it's not. You don't have to keep reinforcing it. Don't have to keep telling yeah. me that. Yeah. So he literally made me work for everything, and he gave my brother everything. But mm-hmm. it was just based off what he had or didn't have. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have balance, like if it wasn't for my mother and her side of family, mm-hmm. which is completely different, um, it, it creates such an imbalance. That you overcompensate. I think like you might right. lean too much, too much to the right or too mm. much to the left. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. So if you didn't have it, mm. some don't overcompensate sometimes with your child because it, it'll it could ruin them. It can, yeah. And I mean, I, I just say it with the word, like you know, I just make sure that they know every now and yeah, then. Yeah, but you're kind of doing that based upon what you didn't have. Yeah, I would I would say that I would say that and uh, that and what I see in my profession. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So that. Um, you come across kids who just is is worse off than any than anything, mm-hmm. um, and so you kind of just with you don't want your kids to be you know you just kind of maybe I might do it a little bit more than I should, um, but I am well we're strict I'm strict and so it just kind I think it kind of balances out because I'm on them hard like I'm on them I, I I'm real real I got a tight grip on them mm-hmm. as far as discipline and stuff like that. So when I'm telling them these things, I'm, I guess I'm trying to create the balance as well as give words of affirmation that I didn't get growing up. So, yeah, yeah. my dad has never said words of affirmation. <laughs> Not <laughs> get over and, like yeah. Aff- affirmation. <laughs> like, I think that's why I go to we Christians. We not know. <laughs> that's the reason why I go to all the kids stuff, because, yeah, I played football, mm-hmm. basketball, baseball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only one game. My dad's never been to none. My grandmother never been to none. My mom came to one game. It was my senior night game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, football. That's the only game she's been to. Other than that, nobody ever came to anything. Well, I will say the same about my dad. <laughs> yeah. But I knew. I'll say the same about my my mother. Yeah, I didn't. But you expect, know what? Yeah, I, I knew. I didn't. Expect I pushed it. that up yeah. not just on my kids, but on my friends as well. Like I tried to show up for everyone because I know, like. I was cheering since I was in like the city lead mm-hmm. and my mom would just drop me off. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, my, mine's a little different neat, in Yusuf. Okay. Because like tell my dad, you should be there. He said, I can't be there because this, 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 and this, your mama needs a car. You got a car. You got everything you want to go to. You got clothes. So it was never, I never felt abandoned. Okay. But he wasn't there. Was someone there? Sometimes. It got to the point where I didn't even tell him. Okay. But I've, I will say this with a clear conscience. I've never not felt love. 
Yeah. If I had a problem with my mom and dad, my, mm. my, my uncles would be like, man, your daddy whack, man. Why you listening to him? So I've always had love. Mm. Yeah. So even going forth in relationships, I don't know what it is. People are like, I'm by myself. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, in a real way, like, I have no idea. Like, I almost can't com- comprehend. You have nobody to go do? And my uncles and stuff, I know they're liars because they lie to me a lot. But <laughs> it's what I needed, you know? But they lie. Like, come on, man. You, I had no chance of doing that. You was right there supporting me the whole time. So it's, yeah, it's, it's you different. On, you up. Yeah. 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 So it's the term it takes a village is a real, a real thing. And balance. Earlier you said balance. I mean, I think that's the key. You know, even those of us who were who were raised off of survival, you know, I think it was more we know that we were loved. Yeah, yeah. You talk about how you say you could feel the love. Oh, I know. And and I think that's kind of the difference. Um, and sometimes those of us who were survive who were raised off of survival, what we lack that we usually later need a little bit more development in is that emotional piece. You know, mm-hmm. because sometimes mm-hmm. the emotions are kind of like yeah suppressed a little bit. You know. Well, mm. I, okay. So do panel. Okay. Nick, you there? Yeah, I am. Okay. I had a question, but go ahead. Okay. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, Nick. Your question. <laughs> Let's first. address your question first, Nick. Um, the question I had for all of you: um, Do you feel like being raised on survival? Because it pretty much sounds like we were all raised on survival. In some shape in some or form. cases, yeah. Um, do you feel like that affects your communi- communication skills? Um, who wants to go first? I don't mind going first if go, I need to. Go first. Yeah. Want me to go first? Yeah. Yes, but not in a negative way. I've I've been told like I try to over communicate. So I want you to over communicate with me. And sometimes women have had problems. Oh, like if there's a problem, don't come to me two weeks later because I'm not going to remember it. Maybe two days later. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Because it's with me. Maybe I'm a little nonchalant about things happening. Like I don't deem everything a problem. We can disagree and both of us be right. So we don't have to have a falling out. Yeah. Yeah. So in my case, it has made me over communicate because I worked with my family a long time. And if anybody's worked with their family, they absolutely know. There's all kind of breakdowns. Like my dad was like my boss, but you talk to me like my boss, but you also my dad. Yeah. So I'm like, who are you right now? Because you talking like I'm an employee, like you could fire me, but I'm your son. <laughs> so it, it you can fire me and beat. Me. Yeah, and beat me. Yeah, and hire me back and make me come to work for free. Like I'm exactly. like, what is this? So so I kind of treat things like that. I'm going to talk to you if I have a problem. Yeah. We not no no we not we gonna talk right now yeah I, and, and I'm right now like, like <laughs> we gonna stop whatever we doing and we gonna talk about it but I don't sit and wait so I would say it's positive for me but it's mm-hmm. negative to other people who weren't raised like that and because mine is so similar I would have to say very much the same thing with me um, I guess being raised off of more survival has made me have to communicate in the moment. Because when mm-hmm. you rate when you are raised off of survival, there's probably going to be this next thing yeah. that you're going to have to deal with. So I don't have time to not communicate in the moment if there's a problem that presents itself. Mm-hmm. So not only do I communicate in the moment, very similar to you, 
I'm I'm an over communicator. Over communicator. Okay. The thing is, once we're done with this, mm-hmm. I want to be done with. It. I don't want to go back to this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's get it all out now. Now I will say this, Nick. It for me, I find it easier to communicate with someone who has had a similar background as me. Okay. Um, it's a little bit harder trying to communicate with someone who was raised very differently from me. So it just takes a little bit more energy and effort. Okay. You sir? Um, I sometimes in a relationship, mm-hmm. I communicate a lot uh, with people, like general people, mm-hmm. how I feel in the moment. Mm-hmm. With friends, I, I don't, like I would rather... Like it's easy for me to take direct uh, stuff from friends. I actually gravitate to those people who are going to tell me positive or negative stuff. Doesn't matter. Okay. Like you know, like if you feel like I'm messing up or mm-hmm. whatever, it's nothing for my friend to call me and say, "Hey, you effing up." Okay. You know. So those people in my small circle, um, mm-hmm. they communicate with me like that. But if I have something, let's say I have an issue with them, it becomes a hard conversation for me, and I don't know why that is. It just becomes a really hard conversation for me to have. I had to have a hard conversation with a friend of mine the other day and it was, I got, I did it and I got through it, but like, it wasn't like talking to a spout, like a, a, a somebody I'm in a relationship with, mm-hmm. or it wasn't like speaking to somebody who I don't care what their feelings. I don't care about their feelings. Okay. You know, which is kind of hard. It's a complicated thing because like, like I said, with, with somebody I'm in a relationship with, if they have an issue or whatever, no, let's talk about it. Let's get it through. Let's do what we got to do. Let's get going. Because mm-hmm. I don't want anybody holding on to anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. With people I don't know, I need you to know that I don't like you today. Like, I don't need it to wait till tomorrow. Whatever the issue I have with you, I need that now. Now, now is that an emotional conversation? No, it's just it's just whatever it is. Like, so whatever you, my, my whatever the issue is. It doesn't have so, to be So you're okay with cursing them out. You just want to tell them, I'm not messing with you ever again and not be mad. Yeah, I'll just okay. be done. Now, as far as people who I see as friends or people I'm close with, it's tough to have those hard conversations from me to them. Okay. Now I could take it mm-hmm. from them very well, but you have a hard time. I have a hard time expressing it to them. If there's something that I'm not, I, I might not like, or might be upset about or something you've done. And I feel like I need to address it. It's going to take me a little while to get there. Okay. And then, then if I'm angry with, or if I'm upset with someone that I'm really like right now, I have I'm upset with somebody right now mm-hmm. that if I was to call them Wednesday when I became upset with them, or even today, conversation is not going to go. Okay. In a it's not going it's not going to go where they're going to take anything positive out of what I say. Oh. So you're not wanting to have the conversation is to give yourself time to it, get to a place where you won't hurt them. Yes, or, where okay, I won't say, make it where, where I won't make it to a point where it's because I can come it, off I can come off real disrespectful and like not caring of a person's feelings mm-hmm. real horde <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I take offense to the new york accent um, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah no I, I can come off real brash and i just want to taper it and it takes me some time to get to that conversation but if somebody wants to have a hard conversation with me i'm fine with it okay like nope okay. i'll take the criticism and whatever it is they feel like I need to do. And I'll actually apply it if I feel like it's relevant or okay. I'll, I'll disagree or agree and go from there. Okay. Yeah. All right, Neek, what about you? What about you, Neek? Um, <laughs> um, I'm similar like yourself, um, but 
like I, I can take the information. I'll listen to someone. Um, I know how to be quiet and take in the information. Mm-hmm. But to have a back and forth conversation, like if I tell somebody that I don't like something and I'm trying to communicate with them, if they don't show me that they're listening mm-hmm. or that they care about what I'm talking about, I shut down. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I'm not going to talk about it no more because at this moment in time, I'm only going to talk about it right now. I feel how I feel about it right now is, is I want to talk about it right now. So if we can't talk about it right now and you're not paying me any attention, I don't feel like you're concerned enough about it. Just going to dead it. Okay. That's it. Okay, Nick, let me ask you this now. Does that mean it's dead? Because you still going to think about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you might mistreat me based upon what you're thinking versus us having a conversation. And I think with couples, sometimes that's what happens. Yeah. Like you said, it's over. And I'm like, okay, it's over. But it's really not but over. But you feel you. the vibe, the energy that it's not. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel the vibe. <laughs> yeah. I usually miss the vibe a lot. I miss the vibe most times. That'll get you in trouble. Yes. I don't even know that it's wrong. Lose. Yeah. It was like, I'm mad with you. I was like, I didn't know. Somebody has to tell me when you upset. Because I thought we were okay. So yeah, usually, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of men miss the vibe. I miss the mark a lot. <laughs> like you don't even it know. Was like I was on. trying to make you mad. I was like, about what? Like I'm not. <laughs> Y'all, you got to do when the energy is off. Yeah, I, but I'm just listen. not tied into like yeah the problem. I'm more solution based. Mm. Let's just get the solution. You don't want me to do that no more. Say that. Okay, it's over. Even though I think this is dumb, <laughs> I, will not do it. I won't say that. I won't but say, I, I think it's dumb. I won't say that. But I was like, that. okay, you can't you know say what? that. You self would call it dumb. You know what? That's real stupid. <laughs> yes, yes, I would agree with you, Nick. I said something the other day to somebody that they took offense to. Didn't they? Yes. What they, they, they might have been right. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they, they, okay. mo- they most likely were right. Okay. What they did were, you say? They were telling me something about how they felt about a situation, mm-hmm. and without even anything, mm-hmm. I was just like. You're overthinking it. Oh wow! Like it's not oh, that. Wow. It's, not that, it's, not that right it's not that complicated. Like it's simpler than that. And I think that I do that a lot. So yes, I I do sometimes need to hold on to my responses to people. Mm-hmm. So yes, I I might say something that's dumb. It's oh. it's it's definitely probably happened a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I have a question because, well, maybe I just discovered something about myself. What did you discover? See. Sometimes the reason why I don't have these long drawn out conversations about things, because as a child, I wasn't allowed to be mad. Mm. Like if I was disciplined, it was like, come sit beside me. You can't go to a room and stump off. Oh, wow. You can't. You got to say, thank you for disciplining me. Like some psychopath. So even if, even if you received a spanking. Yeah. It ain't no, you get mad. Sit right here. You can just read you the Bible. So just read the Bible to me. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> just beat me you again. So <laughs> huh? Go ahead, me. What's so crazy about what's so crazy about that is the reason why, like, if I'm vocal about something and uh-huh. I don't see that you're interested in the conversation or that you're listening, the reason why I shut down is because growing up, especially here in the South, it was like, don't talk. Don't speak unless somebody speaks to you. Oh. Um, I'm not supposed to have any um, type of feeling, especially like one of my aunts. Mm-hmm. Like I could never tell her if something hurt my feelings or if I didn't like something. Oh, because, wow. yeah, like because I'm, I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like having guests over at the house one day mm-hmm. and like all the adults ate. And I think some of the kids ate too. Uh, I know I didn't eat. Okay. But. I was scared to say I wanted that 
food, you know, I wanted something to eat because I wasn't sure if we were eating what she was feeding the guests or mm-hmm. if we were eating something else. And if I said something to her like, oh, you know, am I going to eat? She would scream at me like, don't act in front of these people like I don't feed you. Oh, so wow. I just I didn't say anything. And when my mom came and picked me up, I was like, okay, um, what are we eating tonight? I'm hungry. Oh, wow. So like, yeah. So, so as that, a child, even growing up into an adult, like has that yeah. still rolled over into your relationships? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if somebody yells at me or this or they you know, they challenge me. And I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, you sort of questioned me about um a scenario we had and I was like, Okay, I just won't tell you anything else. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't oh, like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I will completely shut down. Yeah. It was just a scenario. Yeah, it was just a scenario. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I said a scenario. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she went she went <laughs> buck on me. She was like, that's when I wouldn't tell you nothing else. Yeah, yeah. You'll never yeah. hear me say anything ever again. Well, well Nick, have you maybe even sought some help for that now that you can identify? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no, no, no. What, 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 I didn't okay. have to was okay to laugh. Okay, no, no. You're not going to treat me like yourself today. The reason, no, 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 no. The reason I ask is because I don't understand when people say they don't know. Like, you don't might not know the solution, but you know something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And it might be something you can just talk to someone about or read a book on to give you more clarity because you're not 10 anymore. You actually have a voice. You can say what you need to say. You're an adult with children. So you still shouldn't have 10 year old feelings making decisions for you at an adult oh, definitely. age. Um, now where it comes into like, like for instance, if I do tell someone how I feel and like I said, they don't, they aren't listening to me. Mm-hmm. The conversation is dead and I just remove myself from the situation. Nick, that's not healthy though. Hey, it, it feels like it to me, and I deal with people no, that no. care about what I have to say. No, it's it doesn't feel it's familiar. Well, sometimes with uh, familiar feelings, we go back to familiar mm-hmm. situations, and it's almost like uh, watching a rerun. So we take those yeah. feelings and apply them to new situations that we might not need to apply, apply there. Yeah. Because we're just familiar, like like we say, when somebody's yelling at you and you may not understand, it may take you back to when you were 10, when your aunt or mother or cousin, when somebody else was yelling at you. You had to shut down. And you just shut down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it has the biggest. I agree with that. Yeah, but the biggest thing is people think age, because you're a certain age, it means you're mature. Mm-hmm. But we sometimes aren't mature in certain areas. We out here having jobs whether it's teaching, instructing people, mm-hmm. leading the country, mm-hmm. and we're really not mature in those situations. Um, so maybe you just need to know how to reapply those feelings to something else because you, you, you do have a voice. and Yeah. I don't think you should be quiet for anybody because uh, I know when I was raised, we could say anything we want to say. Like, I mean, no cursing or nothing mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean you weren't going to get a beating. But you were allowed, <laughs> you were allowed to, to say it. Oh, you can say it. You could like, I think you're absolutely wrong for what you're doing. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens. So, and maybe that's why I tell people stuff. Because sometimes people are like, why did you tell me that? Like, we were allowed to talk. Like, yeah. you talk, it don't mean you're going to get out of trouble. But you can talk. It was never no, shut up, I don't want to hear you. Mm. Oh, you can talk. 
You still getting the beat when we get that out. Still going, but at least out. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, they I'm do. Still beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom was like, you know what? You might be right, but that's still a grown person, right? Yeah. And you didn't have to say what you yeah. said. Yeah. I mean, that's how I am with my kids now. Like, my kids are very vocal, very vocal. Um, however, you know, like I do, like you can't say that to you know to an adult or don't mm-hmm. jump into an adult conversation. However, I do let them have a voice. I don't that's shut bad. them down. That's really good, Nick. I know. Thank yes, you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Great parenting. Yeah, yeah. What 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 was what, what our last? Uh, we we got another. No, nah, we covered everything today, man. Covered everything. Yeah, top to bottom. Top to the bottom. Bottom. Last From thing we got to. Hey. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> what is that? A Cheetah Girl song? I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Like, you no. Y'all don't know that Sammy from the bottom to the top. The Sammy. Jesus. Yes. Oh, my God. The yes. singer, boy singer, right? He had one good song, one popular song. I never knew. That's, uh, I, I didn't he was even know. a child singer. I didn't even know he who was that was. Ch- like maybe yeah, 10, 11. Yeah. He had one song that was okay. Just one. Sammy ain't quite in my wheelhouse, you know. <laughs> Not at all. I didn't Sammy, even know my Sammy bag. Yeah, <laughs> Neek got deep in her Sammy bag. But I yeah. will join in in the sing along. I mean, yeah, you okay. You hey. just a regular Migos over hey. there. You just ad libbing. Hey, hey. I'll do the sound effects. <laughs> do the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. All right, there, uh, Natisha. Uh, any final words? And uh, I guess let let the listeners know where they can catch your blog and social media okay thank you um again i'm natisha samuel you can find me on facebook natisha samuel that's n-a-t-e-i-s-h-a samuel a quick search of my name and you'll find the link to my blog singleness is not a curse right under my profile picture thank you all for having me i really enjoyed my time here thanks thanks for being on thank you for joining us all right thank you all right well we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here we want to thank our guest Natisha for joining us today. It's your girl, Neat Cruz. CL Butler. And your boy, Yusef. And once again, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Relationship Status. Remember, you can catch us on relationshipstatuspodcast.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Nobody Grinds Radio, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. If you would like to join the conversation or leave us a dear Neek, email us at R-E-L-S-T-A-T podcast at gmail.com. That's R-E-L-S-T-A-T podcast at gmail.com. Or call us at 843-310-8637. Follow us on all social media platforms.